0: Hut, hut.
1: Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Rich Dotson. Here are my fellow nerds, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? It's going good. Uh, it's going Okay. We're back after uh, a little hiatus for the holidays. Happy New Year to all. Uh welcome to 2023 as our off season commences Mostly. today. Even though the season is not over. Right. Kind of. Huge fluxes. Uh we've been in a we've been in uh weird times playing fantasy for the last couple of years with the COVID mm-hmm. going on and and now, and now this, and obviously, all prayers and best wishes for recovery for DeMar Hamlin uh, of Buffalo. But you know, outside of that, the number one talk amongst fantasy leagues right now, the day after, is you know, is you know, I think the, the common sense here is we all wishing the best for DeMar, Hundred percent.
2: Yep, that's a good place to start.
1: And the question now is, how do you proceed with your fantasy football league championships dynasty? You know, because there's draft picks involved, there mm-hmm. is money to be involved. And, and you know just proud of fi- w- winning your league. Yeah, I want to leave Tammy. Say, hey, we're gonna split the pot. I'm like, dude, I honestly don't even care about the money. Like, I just want my name on the trophy. He's like, yeah, me too. So we're splitting the pot, but we like, we gotta find a winner. Um, and there's no right answer, unfortunately.
2: That's the thing. Um, I feel like there every single every single solution people have come up with in all the different leagues that I'm in, they all just none of them feel right to me. None of, none of them feel 100% fair, and I don't think we're ever going to get to a place where it is. So uh, it's one of those things you're just going to have to work it out with the people involved and and kind of go from there. Yeah,
1: yeah, I told all my leagues, because I'm a commissioner of law, I said, listen, the only fair way to do this is let the people involved in the games come to a decision on what they want to do. Yeah. Because they're the ones affected. Like, there's no league vote here. Because sure. you, you're not involved in this. This does not affect you, Mr. F- you got B. John Robinson. Be happy with that, okay? <laughs> um, so, you know, I think... People keep asking me, because I'm the commissioner of all these leagues, like, what's the most fair thing in my eyes? In my eyes, and I'm going to throw a little caveat on top of this, I heard a good, I like this as well, but is literally just, even though it sucks because they have tougher matchups, is whatever they score in week 18, you apply to those players. Unless the game is rescheduled. But I did see somebody say, hey, in my league, we are going to do that But there's a caveat if the Bills and the Bengals meet up during the playoffs, NFL playoffs, we're going to reserve the actual handover of the trophy and the league winner until it plays out that way. We're going to use those scores for the playoffs. And I actually like that the most because you get the same, at least the same two matchups, different weather, different times of the year. Somebody could be hurt way that way. And and, and even home field could be different too. Home field could be different, likely different. Likely different. Um, But, I mean, again, there's no right answer. I'm just telling you what I like the best. Mm Amongst my eye. You know what I mean? But somebody somebody else has to agree to it too because that's a long wait. It could be the AFC championship game.
2: And that's what I mean. Like you got to get really, the people have to get together in the league that are affected by this decision and come to some sort of agreement before the games kind of start this week and to kind of figure it out and and hash it out. I mean, otherwise you're really limiting yourself. Right. um, If you don't get it figured out here the next day or two. So that's what I, I mean, get out there, get it figured out, get out ahead of it. it, It's just one of those situations,
1: man. it, It just is what it is. It can't mm-hmm. be controlled. It can't be changed. And yeah, you know, it's, it's thanks to work really hard for something or get in somewhere. And you finally get to the pinnacle to win the championship. And I this is your first year to i have opportunity to win. And you get there with all these studs. Cause we're talking about two teams that have a lot of studs. So everybody's mm-hmm. really affected here. I only had one league where the player, they didn't have any of these players on the league, on the roster. And it didn't matter one league out of all my leagues. It didn't matter. I've had, like four leagues where the other person conceded because they knew they couldn't win. Like, right. the odds of them 100. winning, like, they were down 40 and they had T. Higgins left. You know, like, they knew they probably weren't going to win. So they just conceded, which stinks because can T. Higgins score 40? It's possible. Yeah. Daniel Jones can yeah, absolutely. T. Higgins can. You know? Um,
2: so, anything <laughs> and, if, is and if Justin Jefferson can score 2.5 points, like,
1: that
0: could also be in the realm of possibilities for anyone. For sure. I mean? Week, weekly right. variance is, is crazy. I mean, I, I lost in my semis because of Mike Evans and Tom Brady. Had I been in the ship, I would have easily won because of Mike Evans and Tom Brady. So it's just, it's just fantasy football. It's my fantasy wife is
1: football. playing. She doesn't play fantasy football and she's playing this year. Um, she said to me, she's like, oh, cause she had Josh Allen. She's like, why well, should I automatically win? Cause I have Josh Allen and I'm only down nine. So are points. I'm like, no. She's like, what do you mean? No. I'm like, Josh Allen, the very next play, could have got hit and twisted his ankle or hurt his knee or hurt or, his elbow again or, and gone out.
2: Or a, 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 con- a concussion can knock these players out at any point. And mm-hmm. they get pulled. Any point, and they're yeah. pulled. And they might not even be that – you know, like it could just be a, you have concussion-like symptoms sure. and you go in the tent and you never come back. And, and I it, think about that either. Right. It could happen at any point with any one of these players. That's why that's – And we see guys – surprisingly just have terrible
0: games sometimes right you know you mentioned yeah. justin, justin jefferson jefferson i mean saquon barkley it's alvin cook thanks fellas for not showing up right it's in the realm of possibilities for them to just stink up the joint
1: yep. so it is it's possible and then my wife after i told her that she's like oh i guess that could happen i'm like yeah like you don't understand and i literally use maddest examples like i was like if you went to a championship game and you were down three points you're and you had justin jefferson left you'd say just give me the title it's a hundred percent not even that, it's a hundred percent i'm gonna yeah. win oh yeah I would, I would go into that game so confident. And you would have lost. And
2: I would have lost. Yeah, so absolutely.
1: we just don't know. And that's the unfortunate mm-hmm. part about it. Um, but I mean, I guess the caveat to that or the uh, bright side would be that you just don't know about next week either. Right. They could easily do the same thing. That's true. So good luck to everybody trying to figure it out. Um just put an asterisk next to the person who wins. Unless it's me. Then just put a smiley face and a thumbs up emoji. <laughs>
2: Way to go, Rich. <laughs> Neato, uh,
1: so today, though, besides that, again, it's great to be back after uh, a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope everybody had a very happy holiday, a safe new year. I know I had a fantastic week. Well, actually, no, I didn't. Um, I went snowboarding <laughs> for a week. But then, like, literally the morning of Christmas, I woke up and one of my pipes burst on my third floor. That was a little I rough. I woke yeah. up to a half-inch water. In my basement, I have a finished basement with a kitchen, all kinds of nice stuff. So, waters came all the way down, destroyed my house. So, yeah.
2: I mean, uh, you, that, yeah, <laughs> you say that's bad, but indoor water features can be very nice, Rich.
1: Oh yeah, I was down there, I'm, <laughs> soothing. My wife didn't <laughs> understand <laughs> it. I was laughing, like trying to turn off the main water at Niagara Falls, pouring on my head. I'm laughing. She's like, "What, what are you laughing? It's Christmas morning." Right. And I'm like, I'm like, this is just so stupid. I'm like, what are we gonna? She's like, well, "You're not mad." I'm like, what are we? We'll make it about what? Like, I can't do anything about it. Fair. Like, your house is screwed. You know, like, I guess we're going to get some new stuff.
2: Yeah, some people pay a lot of money for indoor water features, Rich. True. You, you got yours for oh, free. Oh, dude, I, free.
1: I woke up Christmas. I was glistening. <laughs> so, yeah. Besides that, everybody else's week was good. I'm
2: glad it's gone. This this year has gone a little bit better than the end of last year for you.
1: My, my favorite, before we get into the show topic, I got to tell you this one story real quick. It's really funny. We went snowboarding uh, on Friday. Uh, Matt and I and our families and Matt's son, like wiped out twice, super hard. Once he's with me, snowboarding down, and, he, and I had to stop. He like wiped out really, really hard. And the next morning, he wakes up and he's like man <laughs> I, don't, I don't know about
2: that bed i'm like <laughs> I'm like why he's like my neck hurts <laughs> my neck hurts he's like i don't know if it's the pillows or the bed i'm like I'm like, dude it was the biff man you you, <laughs> you, you
1: flipped in the air. you wiped out Blank right on your right
2: on your head man it was the fall he's like oh yeah <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> He would have been taken in the medical
1: test. Oh, I gave him. I gave
2: him a concussion I test. A, I a concussion <laughs> test. <laughs> I, <laughs> oh, it just so, dude. Saturday
1: morning, he just wakes up, comes down, starts rubbing his yeah. neck. He's like, oh, pillows, the bed. I don't know, <laughs> dude. You <laughs> fell on your neck. I was, I was like, I was like, what? Your legs hurt too. <laughs> <laughs> oh.
2: I, I was a trained EMT at one point in my life, so I gave him the quick, uh, the quick pen test, and, and he passed. He passed. So we yeah. kept going snowboarding. There he we wiped go, out, and he wiped yeah. out twice more. There you go. Was he thing. was he was real timid after that. That was a big biff. I I was I got like I I don't know if you snowboard or ski or anything like that, but I was I'm on a snowboard and sometimes when you snowboard you have to strap in like kind of standing up and kind of get behind people, and I got like a rush of skiers that went past. So th- my James went, Rich went, a bunch of skiers. So all I I get on the scene and and like he's just on the ground like doing this with his head, you know. So oh, I arrived a little late to that party, but. Uh, it was, it was the okay. fastest
1: point in the mountain. He yeah, went hard. <laughs> yeah.
2: So I didn't get to see it. Like, to the point where
1: like, like, I stopped immediately, unbuckled, to start walking back up to him to make sure it was okay. But yeah, it was the bed. So It was, it even was the healed. bed. Yeah, gosh, um, man.
2: get some real beds.
1: So today's show, we're going to do a way too early 2023 Ooh, rookie mock draft. Yes. I know we finally get into it, a lot of chatter beforehand, but that's what we're going to do. Mm, mm. Now, always keep in mind, we do this every year. It's a way too early mock draft. Right. What we say now will change Drastically. But it's going to give a good idea of the players available. Right. Um, there'll be a lot of players that sneak up into the first, and there'll be players that sneak out of the first. Sure. But it's safe to say the guys we talk take care of the top here. It's gonna be pretty hard for them to get out of the first. Yeah,
0: I mean, and I I spend more time than you guys do on college guys, and even for me, I know mine will change because I haven't done my deep dives on anybody with the exception of Bijan. That's the only one I've done a deep dive on. So even these guys will change for me. I've done surface level stuff and watched yeah. a little bit of tape, but not my deep, intense note-taking grading for the nerd score. Like, I haven't done any of that yet. So. I, I did
1: very casual for this. Like, same thing. Like, just scraping the surface. And then, actually, when I when we were doing the draft, which we did uh, earlier today, I, I dove a little bit deeper on the guys that I picked just a little bit deeper like a couple more games real quick this was nice about the dice nerds film room is you can watch a whole game in five minutes right um so i will jump in there and see these guys tape was was pretty good i can't wait to hear matt's got some good stuff on Bijan. uh but before we get into that we got to talk about our 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 friends and our friends are advertising partners and let me tell you about our friends at ffpc because we haven't talked about them in a while right now our friends at ffpc have a special playoff challenge for all fantasy football players there are two separate playoff challenge contests, a $35 entry and a $200 entry. Both contests have the same rules and format. $200 entry contest has a $500,000 grand prize. Who $500,000 grand prize with 1.4 million in total prizes. The $35 entry contest has $100,000 in grand prize, $476,000 in total prizes. Both playoff challenges uh contest run the length of the entire NFL playoffs starting January 14th with the wildcard weekend games and ended on February 12th with the Super Bowl. There is no draft or salary cap. You s- simply select your roster once. This roster will be your roster for the entire duration of the contest. There'll be no waivers or free agency. Each roster will consist of 12 NFL players in the following starting roster format. One QB, two running back, two receivers, one tight end, four four flex of a wide receiver running back or tight end one kicker one defense you may choose only one player per team
2: per team
1: and very interesting twist that is a
2: twist so no stacks no stacks
1: and you may be able to choose from any of the 14 playoff teams for instance if you select tom brady as your quarterback you can't select any other buccaneers on your no more buccaneers kickers and defense Rosters lock on Saturday, January 14th at 4.35 p.m. There's no free agency or roster adjustments for the duration of the contest. FFPC scoring rules are in effect. Running backs and wide receivers, one PPR point per per reception. Tight ends, 1.5. So it's tight end premium. Each week's score will be added to your team's total, which will well obviously Travis Kelsey's 1-1 here. Um, for The duration of the contest, several points will count as double Towards your team's total, teams will win with the most points, and then will win the big money. So, not only
2: do you want the best player from each team, but you want the best you you want the best player from the team you think is going to be in the Super Bowl, right? So that that would definitely emphasize the quarterback a little bit for me because if if I'm going to double the quarterback
1: score in the Super Bowl, that could be pretty nice.
2: Jalen Hurts yeah. double down on the Super True. Bowl run. Ooh.
1: So this sounds really fun. A lot of money involved. I'm definitely joining. But we have a big promo for our for you, listeners only. If you, when there's a link in the show description, so all you got to do is click that link and you can either enter the $35 entry or the $200 entry. If you use the promo code nerds, you get $25 off your entry.
2: Imagine Jalen hurts, Travis Kelsey. If those are your two guys left for the super bowl, quit ruining my strategy, (laughs) (laughs) my strategy, strategy ruined, ruin it. Uh,
1: Yeah, so, so you and us, you and everybody else man that yeah. roster because every Ooh. there's no draft, so yeah. you got to line up. You said if you want, use the promo code nerd to get twenty five dollars off your entry.
2: So on a thirty five dollar, if you're a new it's member, ten bucks, ten bucks for a chance w- at a hundred thousand.
1: And just in case that's not right, like I'm reading it wrong, if it's just because <laughs> I, I don't it's know for if,
2: spreading false information.
1: Unless it's unless it's only twenty five dollars off the two hundred dollars. It says twenty five dollars off your entry.
2: It's it's twenty five dollars off any anything the thirty five or the the two hundred. It is. Really? Right? That's what they Ten said. Ten bucks yeah. to win hundred grand. Yeah. That's not bad. You I, gotta be a new uh subscriber to get that to get that twenty five dollars off. I have a new email. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I have emails just in case for this. Check them out. F- <laughs> click the link in the show description. This is a great opportunity. Absolutely.
1: I didn't read it in detail, but like I'm joining. Get in. How many emails you got? Lots.
2: Good. Are we get are in. we eligible? We are now. My wife is. (laughs) Awesome. All right. Cool.
1: Oh, Ashley Dutson. Dutson won one point one million. Ashley
2: Ashley Dutson. 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 Herrick Grice. The winner of the (laughs) $100,000. So let's kick
1: in to our way too early 2023 rookie... Mock draft, we're I gonna kick got, it off.
2: I just got goosebumps. Goosies?
1: Uh we're gonna take the uh mic and hand it over to the one one.
2: Oh, is that for me? The,
1: for the worst team in the league. <laughs> Matt
2: O'Hara. I just, I just lost my whole sheet. Hold on. Let me find out. <laughs> let me find out. Oh, let
1: me guess who you're taking here.
2: <laughs> so yeah, with the one one, pretty pretty easy. I'm gonna go um the chalk here, and I'm okay. gonna go B. John Robinson. Obviously, to be clear, this is one QB. This is one like one QB league. Although you might take them either way. One but. QB PPR right um, so you know he's listed six foot 220 pounds he had 1580 yards last year on the ground 18 touchdowns along with 19 receptions 314 yards and another two touchdowns this is a real easy guy to like get behind right I mean he does everything really well he's a he's built to operate as a three-down back he catches the ball really well out of the backfield um, the one concern I saw and I have very limited uh, uh amount of tape study on any of these guys it's been very quick i looked at the iowa state game um <clears throat> fantastic catch by the way in that iowa state game yeah, he did he does a little bit too much dancing for me it's funny you mentioned that because- a little like because in the nfl that can that can be the difference between you losing three or four yards and if you just get up field getting three or four yards, especially when you're as talented as B. John Robinson. So that was the one thing that I was like, hey, eh, wait a minute. If they could coach this out of him, this dancing crap, he's going to be fantastic. But if if he is always trying to make the big play, dancing, dancing, shaky, shaky, he's going to have some negative plays in, in his script here. That That is the one note. Now,
0: I'll wax poetic about him here in a second. Sure. But that was my biggest note if there was one weakness. It was also one of his strengths was how quick his feet are. His feet are so quick, but he does. He relies on that too much. He dances too much. And sometimes his feet get going quicker than his head can even process it, it feels like. Mm-hmm. Where his feet, he's just going, 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 going. And I even saw games where he would would trip a little bit okay. and, and stumble because of how quick his feet are going and always moving. So I like that he has the ability to be able to do that. But you're right. That is That is one thing he's going to have to clean up and get a little bit more linear, a little bit more straight, north and south on plays. Not that he can't dance at all, but just be a little more selective.
2: He needs to just watch some one-cut tape. <laughs> he needs to watch some Chubb. Yeah, he needs to just, yee, and then go. You know what I mean? Like, instead of this bouncing around. And, yes, there are going to be times when that's useful. Sure. And, and navigating, you know, getting through the line and stuff like that. He's just a hella talented guy. So, I mean, this is, this is an easy pick to make. I was being nitpicky, um, mm-hmm. and that that's one thing I think he's gonna have to clean up based off one one you know one game that I watched.
1: And we're talking about a guy that, to be clear, is more likely than not to be the dynasty running back one overall by the time draft night's over. Mm-hmm. If you are gonna do a startup, he'd probably be the first running back off the board. Uh, ahead of, I mean, after Jonathan Taylor's year, ahead of Jonathan Taylor, you are talking about Bees guys Hall. that like Saquon, you know what I mean, or you are gonna take the youth. So that's that's where he's at talent wise um just an overall top to bottom almost perfect running back
0: you're absolutely right i have i've tweeted this out um but in my personal nerd score we've had a lot of good running backs that have been towards the top of of my score jk dobbins has the highest score so far but right behind him are guys like swift and and uh, Brees and Taylor and Javante and you know the, like those were the top five guys I don't know the exact where off the top of my head but those were the top five guys all guys that have shown there's been some injuries there but I've shown like really good promise look like really good running backs he has far and away the highest score even out of all of those guys uh he truly looks like somebody that could be the best running back prospect that we've seen since Saquon Barkley and and possibly even better than Saquon Barkley. Like he has all of the tools. He's got the prototypical size. I mean, when you're coming in at 220, you're built like he is. He you got the feet that he has, the hands that he has. Like he has all the tools. Obviously, still got to get to the right situation, got to put it all together. There's still a lot of moving parts here, but he's going to be one of the best running back prospects we've had for a very long time. And uh, there's really there's really not a lot of negatives there.
1: Yeah, I mean you can I mean Look what he can do at the same size that Zach Charbonnet could do. Mm -hmm. And you're talking about two completely different running backs. Yep. And with that size at the next level and where he'll get drafted, you're talking about a guy. The most important thing that we're talking about here is a three-down running back. Right. Mm -hmm. A guy that will not come off the field. And that is dynasty gold. Yep. Fantasy football gold. He's going to catch passes. He's going to run the football. He's going to get you 20 points per game. He is going to be a true difference maker he's gonna be a playoff carrier a champ he's gonna be like the austin eckler but better right like because he can catch those kind of footballs now granted um he's got to be in the right system for that as well you know if he goes to a system and they're like hey yeah we know Bijan catch the ball but we've got jerick uh you know we got jerick mckinnon he catches the ball very well he's a really good three down back and we're just gonna use him we'll just
2: call it getting nick
1: jobbed he could be nick Chubb. <laughs> he could get nick Chubb. You know what I mean? So yeah. it's it's possible, but a a, a perfect prospect almost.
2: Which
1: it's, is hard to come by.
0: As close as we've seen to one in a long time.
1: Yeah. Since probably Saquon. Since probably Saquon. You know, until Anderson. next year when Marvin Harrison Jr. comes out. Oh he's so good. Since Calvin Johnson. Since Zeke Elliott was a perfect prospect.
2: He was uh, really good. My eyes. So Zeke was really good. He was really yeah. good. And,
1: and I said and I remember I thought, I thought it was before in the podcast when Zeke came out. On this show, his rookie year, I was like, "Zeke is my running back one overall in Dynasty." And people give me so much flack, like, "Oh, how how can it be your Dynasty running back one?" I'm like, "Because I watched his college tape, and I would rather have him than anybody else in the NFL." And people were like, "You're an idiot." And then he went out and just played really well. And I was like, "There you go, there you go." And, and I don't even need—we don't need Bijan to be running back one overall if he's top three for the next five years.
2: Yeah, i thrilled. That's, that's it. That's gold. Like you said, Dynasty gold. You're, you're uh, absolutely thrilled.
1: All right. My, am I on the clock? You're on the clock. Sir. All right. So I'm on the clock here, and I'm going to stick with the running backs as well. I think in a one QB league, I think we're going to see this probably combo pretty consistently. This is pretty chalk. Yeah. I'm going to take Jameer Gibbs, running back out of Alabama, coming off a, a, a pretty solid year. You know, 151 attempts. Not that like he's not the exclusive guy, mm-hmm. now, but nobody ever is. But 151 attempts, 926 yards, average 6.1 yards uh, per carry, had a, a seven touchdowns, a long of 76, 44 receptions for 444 yards, uh, three touchdowns. The best comp I can give here for Jameer Gibbs, like to make this simple for everybody way too early, is when you watch him play, he just reminds you of Alvin Kamara.
2: Yep. And that's 100% what I saw on my one tape.
1: <laughs> I, I think the only difference
2: is I think he's faster.
1: I think he's faster. Um, I think he's slightly better between the tackles. Uh, and yeah, that's I it.
2: didn't see, I didn't see a ton of between the tackles in the game that I watched. So mm-hmm. I can't really comment on that yet, no. but I, I do think he's got probably more long speed. How about that? Yeah. Dude, so his um, contact balance is insane. Fantastic. He's he's especially for training. not being a huge guy. And that's the one thing I want to see because he doesn't – I mean, he's listed at 5'11", 200 pounds. I think he might be a little bit bigger than that once he actually gets weighed in. We'll, we'll uh, see. Based uh, off what I saw, I don't know. It's tough to say. It is tough to say, though, right? Like, yeah. Because sometimes these guys come in and they're like – Two oh two, and you're right. like, oh, okay. And <laughs> he's not that much bigger, yeah. Um,
0: and, uh, and sometimes you get guys that you're sure they're going to be bigger, and they
2: weigh, and you're like, how did he lose five pounds? Right, or you've what? been
0: prepping for the draft. how did you lose five pounds? Ninety
2: five, yeah, yeah. Didn't Come he, on, man, because they're running, trying to get faster right. for the for the combine and crap like that.
1: Uh, Jameer Gibbs was um, talking another day about the draft, about his speed, mm-hmm. and how he's a he's a speed guy, and they asked him like, well, so what do you think? Going run the forty? He said at the combines premiere event before he transferred from uh the alabama from, georgia, from tech. georgia tech he had to run a 40 you're in a 432 that's and not bad and he I'm thinks he could run faster now than he did then yeah
0: i i i really like the alvin kamar the one that always came to mind for me was jamal charles um a guy in, another oh, good comp who yeah i mean he was fantastic for fantasy football man probably a better years. comp
1: uh because of the speed Jamal Charles is probably a, a much better comp. But either both, I mean, you're talking about two. If you get the production from either one, yeah, yeah. you're thrilled. Yeah, <laughs> we just mentioned two decade winners. Like, yes. not like a couple years. Like, Alvin <clears> Kamara <throat> was a running back one going this year every year of his career, six years straight. Yeah. Jamal Charles was running
2: back one for. That was something gross. Unbelievable, too. Like, seven years or something. I mean, we are
1: talking about like yeah. greats, like all time fantasy greats going over the last like so like Since many years. In the 2000s. You're talking about. Alvin Kamara is the most recent. Mm-hmm. And then you're going LaShawn McCoy, McCoy. And I think it
2: was Ch- Jamal Charles. Charles yeah, that before that. Um,
1: Adrian Peterson was kind of an MX max too, but he didn't know for the PPR points. Right. But it was LaShawn McCoy. Le, uh, J- or sorry, Jamal Charles, LaShawn McCoy, Alvin Kamara. And now we're like, who's the next uh, All Pro? So Jameer Gibson come and do that, then that's what you're going to get. So to me, it's the clear cut number two speed, pass catching ability. Uh, contact balance, the way he the way he runs in the open field, like mm-hmm. he's he's got very good next level vision, mm-hmm. like in the open field, he's got very good open field vision. It cuts very well, shows good bursts. I mean, he, there's a lot of little things that he does that you just, as a fantasy football player, it excites more you. than less. It gets you really excited, right? You know, his wh- prospects.
2: Uh, when I you know I didn't know anything, I didn't know him from Adam, basically mm-hmm. going into it, right. and it it took about. 10, 15 seconds of watching game t- and, it, and they start popping. You're like, Oh yeah, I like, I like that. That works in the NFL. Like right there, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, Oh, get him in some space. He's going to make people look silly. Well, and even, and,
0: even at Georgia tech where obviously they're not a very, you know, they're not a powerhouse, right? Um, he was still very highly recruited how he ended up there. I have no idea because he was one of, I mean, he was a high four star guy. And, uh, but, but even there, like he had one game where he had 10 carries. I want to say it was for like 10 yards and I was like, man, is this guy like, maybe he's a bust. I don't know. And then I like scrolled over to see his receiving stats and he had 140 receiving yards. <laughs> it's like, he finds right. ways to win. Like he just finds ways to win even on bad teams. So to see him do it on poor with, with poor, you know, help, not a lot of help. Right to some of the most help you're going to get in college football at Alabama. He was just consistent through the process where he would just find ways to make plays. And, and that's, what you're, that's what you're looking for
1: at the running backs. If he runs into four threes, he's going to go in the first round. Absolutely. If he goes in the first round to a late team that's really good, it, it's going to be a real interesting strategy. Mm-hmm. And I would think about this now before it gets to this point. And I'm not saying this is 100% what you should do. But from here, going to the draft, Bijan's stock is just going to be through the roof. Mm-hmm. It might not be a bad idea on a points per game basis to go from 1 1 to 1 2 and pick up more draft. Because listen, the 24 classes would be really, really good. It's a solid class as well. Yep. If that team has 1 2, their team's probably pretty bad. If you can get one two and their first next year for one one, I'm just saying now why it might be, be a deal worth making. Might not be bad. Because Jameer Gibbs looks that good.
0: He does. He looks in a
1: PPR format. I,
0: I haven't done my, you know, enough to give him a nerd score yet. Uh, Bijan's the only one I've done enough to to actually feel comfortable giving a preliminary one. And that'll even change once I, you know, do more game setting, get him more to eight, nine, ten games. But uh Jared Jared Wackerly has already done Gibbs and Gibbs and Bijan's the highest player he's ranked at running back in the in the past four years. Gibbs is second. Yeah. Still over Taylor and, and Brees. And Brees and Javante. And like all of those guys. So it, it's just it's just this is a good class. We've been hyping it up for a while. And running back has always been the 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 reason we were excited about this class. There were other stuff too, and we'll talk about some other players in other positions. And there's some fine prospects, but the reason this class has been hyped is it's always been about the running back. And we're starting to see why, you know, Mm -hmm. we're starting to kind of get to the point where we're doing these evaluations for NFL draft, all that kind of stuff. And it looks like these guys are who we thought they were.
1: And the reason I said now is because as more people start talking on podcasts and listen Mm -hmm. to I see podcasts, it could be this one, the more people are going to start getting a little bit more hip to Gibbs. I'm like, ah, you know what? It's not a bad consolation prize to Mm -hmm. be John. So maybe it's just something. And again, it's hard to trade away somebody like Mm Bijan. But when it comes to running backs, I'm going to say it all the time, they're the most fluid position on your roster. And if you could turn Bijan Robinson to Jameer Gibbs and Marvin Harrison, what would you rather have?
2: Winner, winner, chicken dinner.
1: Love Marvin Harrison. (laughs) Right? I'm so excited. Because remember, your team's still going to be bad probably too. Yeah, probably. So get ahead of it. My pick's Jameer Gibbs. You're, you're on the clock.
0: I got to stop doing this myself. I feel like every time like we do one of these, I put like you guys in the spots where like it's like the before the tears. Mm-hmm. And so like we just dropped a tier, and now I got to decide between like everybody else because here is really kind of where consensus goes out the window. It's really up in there. There's no consensus at this point as to who the top receiver is. Johnston's one of the guys people have talked about Smith and Jigba is one of the guys that people have talked about, but also running back three is very wide open too. There's a lot of good players. Right now, like I said, haven't done my deep dives yet. If I had to go with somebody, I'd be taking Sean Tucker out of Syracuse. And that's who I drafted here today. Uh, five foot 10, 210 pounds. So he's got good size, good build to him. Uh, one of the things you love is his acceleration. I love guys mm-hmm. with good acceleration. And he just has that zero to 60 gear. And he can break off long plays all the time. Uh, Very good in the receiving game as well. This year had 36 receptions, 254 yards and two touchdowns, uh, followed by the year before or after the year before where he also had another 250 yards and two touchdowns receiving. So he's shown the propensity to be able to catch the football, do good things with it. But he's got the build to be solid between the tackles as well. He's somebody that does have a chance to be a three down back. I don't think he cracks the first round, like I think Bijan and Gibbs will, but I do think he's going to be a solid mid-round two running back where teams can feel comfortable building their running game around a guy with his skill set. And by all reports, he's like one of those like really good guys too. Everybody really likes him. Teammates gravitate towards him. He always does this like um weekly recap on Twitter where he like recaps like the game. It's like we won this by this much this week or, you know, whatever. I'm not very pleased with my performance. I could have done better here or I'm pleased with my performance and I did this. So like, he's just, he seems like a real genuine, like good guy. Uh, So I like, I like Sean Tucker. I think he's going to be a really solid running back in the NFL. I don't know that he's going to hit the elites that the other two are, but I think he could be like a really good player for a long time.
2: And and no, I, I, you know, I initially, I I look at, Sean Tucker on the list. I'm like, who the heck is Sean Tucker? I look, (laughs) I'm like running back from Syracuse. I'm like, all right, let's, let's on the tape. Jim Brown. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I was pleasantly surprised by his running style, his acceleration, and just like his ability to change direction and get up to speed quickly. Um, Just off of a quick, a quick tape study. I do like this guy. I think he's got a chance. I I do think these, it is a step down from the other two guys Mm -hmm. for sure. As far as just like elite overall talent. So I see, I see what you're saying there. Um, and, and, you know, the, the ability to catch passes and I think create a little bit, uh, and, and be able to make guys miss in the hole, I think is a, is a good kind of thing that Sean Tucker does. So, um, I I think he's going to have a spot in the NFL and he does have a chance with his size, I think to be a three down type of back for a team. I don't know if it's, I don't think he's going to be like a seven or eight year window guy. I I do think he's going to be a shorter, you know, maybe first contract only type of guy, but you know, if you're picking third and those other two guys went, you still need to fill the spot at running back. He is a good option. I think so far anyway, Yeah, uh, a lot of running pick, back.
1: There's so many running backs to watch it here. That's so I felt many. so like there's other names on the list that you see and you're like, Oh, that guy could probably be pretty good. And then you didn't even have time to like, yeah, there's four or it.
0: five names that I thought could have been potential first rounders that just weren't. Um, and, Some of them is because they're more like gadgety guys or they're more, you know, whatever. But even like the gadgety guys this year are better than gadget players from other classes. So
1: this is a, remember, this is a process to get to where we need to be. This is literally the first very, very step 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 of the the year to get us to five months from now when we draft. And if you're new to the show, don't worry. We have you covered. We will break down every single one of these rookies that should be drafted in your rookie draft in depth. Like in Mm -hmm. detail. We will cover them by position in depth throughout the year. It takes us usually about two months to cover everybody, but you will leave, from listening to Dynasty Nerds podcast, extremely informed Mm -hmm. on these rookies. And don't forget, we have the Dynasty Nerds film room to allow you to watch the tape on these rookies as well. So we will give you everything you need to dominate your rookie draft Mm. and come out the winner to put you in position to win multiple Dynasty League championships. Matt, you are on the clock with pick one, four.
2: So on the clock next pick, I did no tape study on this guy. People. Nice. None. Absolutely none. Because I watched the games, Jackson <laughs> Smith and Jigba. Um, fantastic wide receiver out of Ohio state. Uh, obviously this year was a huge disappointment for the guy. He was just injured, uh, from day one basically. And zero. Yeah. And then, didn't, didn't play at all. Cool. But, la- but last year, but 20- did that's right. <laughs> it's truth. Um, Twenty twenty one, he had ninety five receptions, sixteen hundred and six yards, and nine touchdowns for Ohio State as basically the third wide receiver there. Uh, <laughs> who ended up who ended up leading the team uh, right. for for a couple of other guys that uh, nobody big like no, Garrett, Wilson, Garrett Chris Olave, Wilson, Chris Olave. Nobody's before, heard of him.
1: before the year started, the listeners says as well. And they were talking to the receiving group, you know, like Garrett Wilson was projected to be a first rounder. Chris Alave projected to be a first rounder. They're like, Hey, who's the better amongst you guys. And they both said Jackson Smith and Jigba was the better receiver. And that was b- before, right before his breakout year anyways. Right. And he goes out and he has the better year than both of them combined.
2: Right. So, um, he is an excellent player out of Ohio state. Uh, it's a shame that we didn't get a chance to see him this year, especially with Marvin Harrison. That would have been, a hard combo to cover to say the very least. So um, right now, you know, I'm projecting him based off of what he did in 2021 mm-hmm. to be the best wide receiver still, I'm going to re-watch all that film, fall right back in love with him again when it, when it comes down yeah. to it. Um, and I think he's probably going to end up staying here for me. Uh, we'll see if anyone else can knock him down. There are some other guys uh, a little bit further down this list that are intriguing, but I'm just not sure that they have the all-around skill set that I'm looking forward to knock Jackson Smith and Jigba off this pedestal. All-around skill
1: set really de- defines Jackson Smith and Jigba. He's a very good all-around receiver. Yep. His route running... His hands, the tractability, uh, getting off the line. Uh, I, don't,
2: I don't think like he's probably not the fastest guy, right? Like he, no, he, I, I think no. he'll
1: be a four five guy, right? Uh, which which is fine, Flying fast.
0: which is totally totally fine. Where we just we got spoiled last year and everyone ran faster than we projected, so it's hard to know like how accurate that was, but I. It, running a four five two or something like it's totally fine. I mean, freaking Keenan Allen ran a four seven one, right? And he's one of the best receivers in football. So it, it, I'm not going to overrate it too much if he slips a little bit because of of his speed. And, and
2: me. I think he's probably going to he's going to be in the six foot one, six foot two, two hundred ten range. I think they got him at six one two hundred. I, I would he plays a little bit bigger than that, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm I'm anxious to see where he actually stands in that uh, when he when he weighs in actually. Um, but uh, there's not much that he can't do. Uh, yeah,
1: so. it, it, you have to go back and watch the 2021 tape over 22. Right. So that, that's the one he hasn't played all year. But
2: again, I mean, it was a hamst- It was a hamstring injury, a really bad hamstring injury. That real bad. Yeah, it was like a freak thing where his leg got pulled way back on an awkward, really awkward tackle. Um, mm-hmm. So he just never recovered. So that was that was his 2022. In a, in a nutshell, he kept trying to come back, and it kind of kept just tweaking. So hopefully. By the time all the draft stuff comes around, everything's fully healed. We get to see him go through the process as normal because I think that's, I think that's big for a guy like uh, Jackson Smith and Jigba, just because he hasn't played all year, mm-hmm. just to see yep. that he's healthy again. Not 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 necessarily for the numbers or anything like that, just to see that he's healthy again going into the season.
1: And a big pro is that he didn't play. Like, there's going to be a discount on him this year. Yep. So if you love the tape in 2021 and you you kind of feel like how Matt does, like this is the complete package. The, depending on obviously where he goes during the draft, will change things because the draft changes everything for mm-hmm. everybody. Um, There might be a discount on Jackson, Smith, and Jigba, who we going into this year thought was going to be the one, too, you know, mean, behind B. Mm-hmm, John Robinson. Yeah, like, I we're mean, gonna, us
2: uh, Ohio State homers, there won't be any in our home leagues. No. You okay. know what I mean? Like yeah. in, in our home leagues, there's no way he'll, 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 he'll slip. go pretty quick there. Yeah. He's yeah. still
1: not as good as Marvin Harrison Jr. He's not, which is insane to think about. I can't wait. I can't wait for him to come out. Oh, we were talking about him like he's Calvin Johnson. I'm telling you now. I I believe it. Start tanking now. So, all <laughs> start right, getting rid of your good players. Yep. Start tanking now. I can't call it tanking when you start dumping in January. That's how you do it. Like, oh, this guy might be good. Do you want him? Um, all right. I'm on the clock next. Right. Yeah. One five. Yep. All right. I'm gonna take. I'm gonna stay with the receivers here. Okay. And I'm gonna go Quentin Johnson out of TCU wide receiver. Uh, he's a junior, coming off a, a you know pretty solid year: fifty-three catches, nine hundred three yards, and five touchdowns. Had a pretty slow start. Um, really came on those last like seven games, where he had um, like eight hundred yards receiving over the okay. last seven games. Real big upside player here. You're talking about a guy who's six foot four, two hundred fifteen pounds, but he and he's wiry. Like he looks wiry. He's skinny, but he's like.
2: But he's strong. He's strong. Yeah.
1: Like he's he's like a compact two fifteen with room to
2: grow. That's why I, when I first watched him, I had mentioned this to you. I wasn't sure how tall he was, and if he wasn't six foot four, he was pretty skinny. But I, it wasn't like I thought he wasn't a good player right. i was just concerned that he was small because he i wasn't sure how tall he was and he's very skinny so just on film i was like is this guy like 100 how big is 60 pounds at? like 5'10 160 or like and then it was like you know, rich was like no he's a six foot four i was like oh all right then that's way different all right because sure. uh, he moves he moves pretty well too he for does, a guy too. that's he six moves foot four really well yeah.
1: for a guy that's six four right. and this is why there's a chance when this is all said and done and i'm, and I'm uh, jackson Smith." 21 tape is unbelievable. Like he could easily be my wide receiver one because the upside for him is just through the roof. I mean, his hands. He had to, his route running is um, on a limited basis. Did not look anything to write home about. Um, sure. I saw a couple of concentration drops, but his hands looked really good overall. Mm-hmm. But you, you, you talked about before, like you love guys that accelerate. Johnson could.
2: He's got t- a gear. He can burn, dude. Yep. He
1: gets off the line so well, mm-hmm. like. You, you go back and watch a little tape real quick, and you're like, oh, let me watch that again. Like, oh, look how quick he gets off the line and yeah. accelerates and moves and then stacks his receiver and gets into a step. You know what I mean? Like, so quickly. Like, you, and it, being six foot four, 250, knowing that he has a lot of room, he's a junior, to sure. grow
2: into that body, too. He moves well in the open field too. For a guy that's six foot four, he's uh, fluid. He's very, very fluid. fluid, and it and a lot of times, with, too. a lot of the times with those guys, they're tall, they're linear, they don't move real well side to side. Or he he's shown that, hips, and that's why I was kind of confused that he was six foot four mm-hmm. um, when I was just watching the film, um, just because he, he moves better than than you would expect from a typical six foot four. I, I feel
0: player. like he's going to kind of be not because they're the exact same player necessarily. But I feel like he's going to kind of be this year's George Pickens, where his ceiling is Bunkers, incredible. Yeah. But there is like some rawness to his game. Some, A little bit. So I'm just, we'll see. You know, TCU isn't known for producing receiving. You got to remove the helmet, um, but they're not known for producing big time receivers or anything like the that national
1: championship game though. Yes. He He's about to play in the national that's championship a bold game. statement as well.
0: Absolutely. Played really good against Michigan in, right. in, in their, their playoff game. So there's a lot to like, I mean, his ceiling is truly higher than probably any other receiver in this class. And one of the highest ceilings that we've seen in, in a lot of classes recently, so we'll see if he can live up to that ceiling. But the potential's there.
1: See so what I like about him from watching him, uh, you know, last couple of days getting some quick film study in here is when I watch him, it's like man, what I feel really comfortable about him here because I would take him probably at three instead of Jackson Smith and Jig. But mm-hmm. just because Jackson didn't play at all this year, um, is his floor looks like. For, okay, for one, he's a, he's a first rounder for sure.
0: Yeah, first rounder. He'll for be a first sure. rounder. A lot,
1: probably of, top fifteen. I was gonna say a lot of people I've seen have him top fifteen so far. So he's gonna have the that contract stability and draft status as well. But his floor looks like okay. If it doesn't pan out, he plays just like he did like here in college. Mm-hmm. Worst case, wide receiver three. Mm-hmm. Like worst case, um, ceiling, top five overall dynasty receiver. Sure, that kind of ceiling. So. Very intriguing here. Like game at one four is exciting. Like you said, strong running back class. But I would not be one surprised. Five. One five. One five. Yep. I'm sorry. One five. To get a player like that here at one five makes me feel really good about this draft class. Absolutely. Around. You know, and he's the kind of player that will probably like. You know, if Sean Tucker goes in late second, he goes top twelve. It could. He's going to jump. He's going to jump Tucker. You know what I yep. mean? So, in most drafts, yeah, I'm not saying like we don't do that, but he's probably going to end up being a top three. Overall draft pick. And again, you not a bad well consolation be. prize of three if you need receiver Smith and Jigba or, or. Quentin Johnston on TC Johnson, and,
0: and that's the nice part about this running back class being so strong is it'll do one of two things in your draft. Either it's going to push some good da- talent down to you or... You're gonna be getting some good running backs at pick 11, 12, eleven, twelve, two, one, two, two. You're still gonna be getting good. So either way, it's a win. It just helps the overall depth of the class quite a bit.
1: I'm in a draft where I have pick one three, and it looks like I'm gonna have pick one twelve, is what it looks like. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna miss out on Gibbs. I'm gonna miss out on Bijan, but I'm gonna get the number I'm not even looking at cleaning could use receiver two, like mm-hmm. where I can get Sean Talker running back. Sure. Like, I'm already committed to all right, I'm gonna take either Smith and Jigba or Johnson are probably the best receiver. I mean, I can take the third best for him. I to take the best receiver. Sure, sure. And this class is so deep and there are some guys at the back end. that I'm like, oh, that has a good chance. Um, even when one guy I'm taking here later, yeah, I'll just take the running back then. Yep. Whichever guy so, falls, yep. whichever, whichever guys falls, or maybe somehow Mike or Ma- Michael Mayer falls or yeah, well, that's it really. Cause I'm not taking a quarterback at one QB, but right. You, you know what I mean? So that, that's where I stand there. So yeah, very interesting process a player that I'm very excited to dive even deeper into and see and, and just see how it all plays out with him, too, combine NFL draft and all. Absolutely. You're in the clock, 1-6. All right,
0: I am, uh, I'm going to capitalize on the depth of the running back class, and I'm going back to the position. Once again, I mentioned it before. There's there's not a real consensus yet on these running backs, uh, but a guy that I've liked for a long time is Tank Bigsby, running back out of Auburn. He is very different from Gibbs when we were talking about speed and acceleration and open this guy is much more of your physical between the tackles north and south type of runner however traditionally when you get those guys they are destined to be first and second down running backs they're not going to be on the field third down well this guy had 30 receptions for 180 yards this year so he's very capable in the receiving game as well he's not just limited to being this north-south guy. And there's a couple backs in this class
1: that are like that, like big body, like, oh, that's like a bruiser. But then you watch them play, and like, oh, they have soft hands They have too.
0: soft hands. There's a mm-hmm. lot of guys that could project as three down backs. Right system. In this class. So it all the landing spot's going to be really interesting with this next tier. I don't think it's going to affect Bijan and Gibbs much, but with this next tier, I think it's going to affect guys a ton because one guy could end up going – 2-2 in the NFL draft, you know, second pick in the second round. And one of the other guys falls to the middle of the third. And we thought we were they were going to be pretty darn close. But then you could also have ones in a situation where, oh, he's going to have to share the backfield with, you know. And the other one, it's wide open. He's in Atlanta. It's wide open. A let Damian Pierce. You know, so you just, this will be, vi- the. I cannot wait
1: for the draft this year. It is gonna be. It's gonna be really fun to see how all of this plays out. But we, we talked about that in the show recently. There's like ten teams that could use a running back. So there is. Nope. I know there's a lot of free agents as well, but there are some spots for these guys to come in and strive.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So six foot, two hundred and eight pounds. Uh, but at six foot, he's got some room to even fill out a little bit more. So
2: I, I am at. 213 that was ESPN okay. for whatever it's worth. I sure. mean, not much. This is a uh,
0: uh, pro or I guess college football reference. Right. Uh, but either way, even watching him, you're like, man, he's, he's got some room to even fill out a little bit more, even though he's already this physical back. So this is one of those guys that I want to watch and see like how he develops over time as mm-hmm. well, because Auburn, while he was there was not a good team. One of the, the the lower tier teams in the SEC, well, they weren't playing with the Bamas and the right. LSUs and the, you know, now Tennessee this year and different schools like that. So Georgia obviously winning national titles. So one of the lower end, but still produced, still put up good numbers. Um, as a f- true freshman, six yards a carry, uh, 4.9, almost five yards a carry, and then 5.4 in his junior year. So he was solid every single year. He's always put up good numbers not the eye-popping numbers that you saw from some of the other players but he's been very consistently good good uh high school pedigree as as a, a recruit as well so lots to like with with Tank's, Tank Tank Bigsby and I don't think we've seen none of these guys but especially Tank I don't think
2: we've seen a ceiling yet and and a lot of the times with Auburn players I feel like they are a bit raw mm-hmm. um just coming into the league they all they seem they tend to always have good athleticism and stuff mm-hmm. like that and it's almost like I don't want to call them cast offs from Auburn. I mean, like Alabama, like, you know what I mean? Like all the good guys go to Alabama and and then the the people that are all very skilled, you know, as far as athleticism kind of end up in Auburn, but it does kind of feel like that sometimes (laughs) because they're so close in in proximity or whatever. Um, so tank I I from what i the little bit that i've seen i did like mm-hmm. i think he i think he can operate between the tackles really well he shows good explosion mm-hmm. in short in short areas and stuff like that i would be interested to see what he runs i think you know like like most players i think he looked fast uh, most players from auburn i think he looked fast mm-hmm. on tape so i think he's going to be a guy that is interesting and he did pop a bit uh, while watching him um i might have a little bit of uh, what's his name still in the back of my mind uh who was the guy that we liked a few years back from Auburn? That that kind of that bit us in the butt. Uh, that might have been before my time. Uh, I don't
1: remember. You, you say Auburn running back, and the only one that keeps popping my is Cal like Williams and Ronnie Brown.
2: Okay, all right. Well, regardless. Um, we'll see. I, you know, hopefully, hopefully pans out better than some of the other guys in the past that I can't think of a while that I can't think of their names. No, it was, it was like two or three years ago. No, I'm talking about
1: since Cadillac and. Oh yeah. Ronnie. Yeah. That was what I mean. Cadillac's coaching. Oh three. Now. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that was, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Um, we were still playing dynasty at the time. So we were, (laughs) um, yeah so all right let's get into this now with the second half of picks we're gonna have to go through a little bit quicker just because we're running a little bit short on time so again we have plenty of time to break down these rookies we'll actually be doing another mock draft next month superflex yep uh way too early mock draft and then we'll go right into our rookie breakdowns oh, here can't wait. um and neither can I but before going to that let me tell you about our friends at prize picks I, like I said I was in New York I made a ton of uh, uh moves on prize picks came out pretty well actually i actually won some money uh, i felt really good about that so what is prize picks prize picks is you versus prize picks you're taking overs and unders on projections and you went up to 10 times your entry like there's a lot of entries where i won uh i, I won like 33 percent, or or three times or um half of what i you know put down there's because you know, there's different ways it pays out. Sure. And all you got to do is just look at the projections and say, will they do better or worse? Two to five players, that's it, multiple sports. Football, basketball, whether they start playing golf, uh, mm-hmm. college basketball, all of this, within you can mix the sports up, and you got to take the over or the under on their projections, and you go up to 10 times your uh, money. It's that simple, even MMA. And what's nice is they have a great app it's easy to use. It's very simple. It's very clean. And if you use the promo code NERDS, they'll give you 100% instant deposit match up to $100. So right now, let's say you took Kevin Durant over, LeBron James under, and Luka Doncic over, and your prize you know, prize picks, and then they all hit, you can win from $20 to $200 on your action. It's that simple. You don't even have to get them all right. It's the best part, right? If you get four right, you get a certain amount. If you get three right, you get a certain amount. So out of those five, you don't have to hit them all. But if you hit them all, you're rolling in the dough. So check them out, prize picks. Make sure you use that promo code NERDS and get your overs, unders in today. All right, and let's also touch on our friends over at
0: Prediction Strike. Yeah, we've been talking about them forever, but it's because they're great. They're fantastic, and we are now in rookie season. So, listen to these episodes, pair it up with Prediction Strike. You will be making some great moolah if you do so. Uh, Go over there, use promo code DYNASTY, and you will get a free share of a player. That's predictionstrike.com, promo code
1: DYNASTY. I will say, we've had a lot of success. Lots of success. If you're a Dynasty player and you listen to this show... Anybody that we've ever said to buy on Prediction Strike, it's like almost doubled their money. Yes. So, so the
2: sleeper by the week is Jameer Gibbs. <laughs> Soon. Soon, but not the yet. The moment too. they're open on Prediction Strike, <laughs>
1: buy John buy Gibbs. Uh, uh, so let's get into the rest of our uh, second half picture, sponsored by Sleeper, the number one Dynasty app out there today. Check them out. Sleeper, the number one hosting platform, not Dynasty app. I'm sorry, hosting platform hosting. out there today. Um, so we have the we have to go here now 7 through 12. Okay. Um, like I said, I think we should just save it now. Just like make our picks, explain why we made our picks, and then go on the next person. Where are we at on time, awesome. Matt? We're like 50 minutes?
2: Yes. About so 51. Yep.
1: Let's dive into it. Make sure to check out the Dinosaur Film Room if you want more in-depth uh, detail of this. Of course, we have some mock draft articles on dinosaurs.com. Yep. And we're well. going to be diving into these guys
2: so deep. Just wait yeah. a month or so. Yeah. Uh, Trust I mean, me. this is an introduction yeah. from not only us, but for our audience. Yeah. So, Matt, you're on the clock at 1 7. So, I was introduced to a guy called uh, Jalen Hyatt.
1: All right, good pick him up.
2: <laughs> Tennessee <laughs> Volunteers wide receiver, uh, about six foot one eighty. This past season, he had 67 receptions, 1,267 yards, and 15 touchdowns. He was the Blitnikoff Award winner this year. And that that is why I picked him. I didn't even really watch that much film on him. <laughs> and then I was later told that this might have been a little bit high by one Garrett price. Yeah. So here he is, you know, number seven. Guess what? People in dynasty leagues make goofy picks sometimes based off of this kind of stuff. I don't, don't think it was a bad pick. Don't be that person.
1: I don't think it was a bad pick.
2: Everyone's got that person in their league that does I, it though. That's well, true. We have a guy who <laughs> literally
1: drafts off the NFL draft board in our league. It's just so whoever it. was next. It's true. The leagues almost 19 years old. And there's a guy who literally just, whatever the NFL draft board says, and there's other guys in other leagues that we know in smash mouth, but there's a guy in our league, whatever the draft NFL, however they go into the NFL draft order is how he would take it. That's his board.
2: That's hilarious. Hilariously lazy. Very lazy. Although sometimes Guess how <laughs> his team, it guess how his be team does
1: consistently.
2: <laughs> lazy. Lazy. Uh, no,
0: even though I do think it was a little bit high for him, we're we're talking about somebody that'll probably be late second round, early third round for Hyatt. So I, I don't I don't think it was, and he had in, five touchdowns against Alabama.
2: Are you talking about in the NFL draft? In
0: the NFL draft, okay,
2: yes. Yeah, right. Sorry, not yeah, not not in dynasty, not drafts. in dynasty. Drafts. I thought you were talking dynasty. Oh drafts. no no, no. Be, NFL like, draft. So this
0: dude stinks. No, we're, t- we're <laughs> talking. He'll probably be like beginning of the second round for okay. dynasty draft. All right, is,
2: is where we're looking. Right. I'm not that far off
0: then. No no no. For a way
2: too early mock. Right, early. it's fine.
1: And well, you pick,
0: pick award winners. That's never a terrible thing.
1: No. Well, if that's not terrible, then I'm up at 1 8, and <laughs> I will pick a former Belinikov winner, and hey. that's Jordan Addison. There you go. Wide receiver at a USC, six foot, 175 pounds. He'll be a junior as well. Um, Transfer out of pit uh, to US, USC, pairs up with Lincoln Riley, um, comes into the year, 59 receptions, 875 yards, and eight touchdowns. And he's something when I watch him play is. It just seems like a really solid receiver. Right? I agree with like, that. Yeah. He seems like a smart football player. He knows where's to be. He knows how to run the routes. Um, smooth. He, it, he gets off the line really well. Uh, he, again, he stacks his receivers. He's just when I watch him play, it looks like I'm watching an NFL wide receiver playing in college. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fair. Rides me a little bit of like um, kind of coming out like when he's coming out of Maryland, like Stefan Diggs ish a little bit. Uh, so this is somebody played a lot. It's interesting because of his size six foot one hundred seventy five pounds. I mean, he played outside at USC. When he was at Pitt, he played almost exclusively in the slot. So it'd be Mm -hmm. interesting to see where he plays in NFL. Now, obviously. NFL has changed where before when you're locked in a slot, like it was like, oh, he's a slot receiver. Now they could be the number one Everyone receiver
2: on the team. Yeah. CD Lamb plays almost exclusively. Yeah. In the so, court. and it can be really good for matchups and stuff like that. So it's not even a negative at all. Yeah. They, and they run so many three wide receiver sets. So it's a starter, basically, too. Yep.
1: It it, his size is probably his biggest, like just a smaller, he's six foot. So he's not small, but he's 175 he's, pounds. Yeah. He's wiry. So he's wiry. Uh, but a ton of people. I mean, look at our boy, Devontae.
0: The most wiry, wiry he could ever be. Dude, the past like month and a half for Devontae
1: Smith, he's been nuts. He's a wide receiver one. He's looked so good. We were never wrong about Devontae. Fantastic. And I hope you all listen and gobb- gobb- gobbled him That's up. That's right. Because the kid's a stud. I mean, so it's more well, right. Chase. It's, marches, but it's funny because we're doing our, uh, we're actually going to review <laughs> in a Nerder show, our bold predictions from so, earlier in the year. Both so good. Uh, so. And I actually had Devontae Smith in one of my bold predictions. You did. You did. Yeah. I got I got two bold predictions right. By the way,
2: there I don't think I, I don't think I get any right. No, you did not. Shockingly, and I
1: got <laughs> I got a few. I got <laughs> I got multiple ones really close. In yeah. my dif- in my
2: defense, I only made like four or five. You That's guys made true. Like, you didn't make a lot. You guys made like twelve each. Rich had a lot. It, <laughs> we could have put ours together, and I still don't know if we had as many as Rich. I don't think so.
1: You had a lot too, buddy. <laughs> We're gonna go to the next show. So yeah, Jordan Addison tracks the ball well. A little bit it reminds me of Stefan Diggs. Real smart football player. His route running. Uh, He's a big play receiver, so very interesting where he goes. Getting here, this is like this is a good spot with a probably likely projection to possibly rise.
0: Yep, yeah, and I've seen a lot of end of the first round for Addison, so of of NFL drafts. So first round pedigree, not a, not a bad thing on a good team. On a good so. team, absolutely. So I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm going back to the running back. Well, so far three for three, uh, going for the running backs, and I'm going with Zach Evans here. Zach Evans started out at TCU, ended up transferring this year to Ole Miss. But before Bijan was Bijan, Zach Evans was actually the number one running back in that class. Was he? He was. It wasn't until the very end of it that they ended up switching him. and Bijan ended up leapfrogging him at the at like the finish line of when they finally do like their final yeah. rankings. Bijan leapfrogged him. Uh, which horn frog Makes sense. Uh, but all of that to be said, Zach Evans is still a very good back. There were some questions about some of the off the field stuff early on in his career, but later a lot of that was debunked. It was like, no, it wasn't as bad as people thought he was doing some stuff for family and, and all that stuff. So that helped like clear a lot of things for me. Cause I don't want guys that I'm having to worry about suspensions right. and, you know,
2: availability just due to knuckleheadness.
0: Right. Exactly. So he, he, He never put up crazy numbers. Right. They're not insane. But there were all, if you watch his film, he's one of those guys
2: where you'll see him and be like, he's good, he's good, he's good. And then you watch one of those plays and you're like, holy crap, what was that? That's exactly how it was when I was watching one of his games. I was just like, yeah, that looks pretty good. Okay, yeah, that probably translates. And all of a sudden, he just breaks this huge run. I'm like, oh, gosh. Yes. But do you worry about that kind of stuff in the NFL? I do a little bit.
0: He's one of those guys, though, that I think talent, with a talent like his, the right coaching system, the right atmosphere he could absolutely thrive because when you're talking about skill set, I mean, he's got he's got solid size. He's five eleven, so mm. good size for running back. They have him listed at one ninety five, which
2: I'm shocked by. I have two fifteen. Okay, that ESPN. seems more yeah. that seems
0: more correct because he's a very physical back. Yeah. So one ninety five didn't make sense to me. But that's what they have on um, college football reference, but there he's a he's a physical runner. He's a quick runner. He can catch passes well. Like he he could be. Like when you when we were talking about uh, George Pickens last year of like ceiling floor guy, yep. That's th- that's Evans this year. He's the ceiling floor guy in this class. His ceiling is up there with Gibbs and Bijan, but his floor is he just never figures it out. So we'll wait and see. But the talent is absolutely there with Evans.
1: I think there's multiple running backs where we talk about like that, yeah. Like in the second half and who. Who's going to hit pay dirt? Now Who's going to be clock. the guy? Yep. Uh, uh, your last pick in the draft?
2: My, uh, with the 10th pick in the draft, I'm going to take tight end Michael Mayer out of nice. Notre Dame. Almost took him. Um, Almost took him, but you didn't. Tight end premium That's, probably uh, even higher. 6'4", 265 pounds, so really solid um, size from a tight end. And, and for the past two seasons, you know, last uh, 2021, uh, 71 receptions, 840 yards and seven touchdowns. This year... In 2022, 67 receptions, 809, and nine touchdowns. So, this guy coming in with a lot of production mm-hmm. from the receiving game, which is obviously very important for fantasy football. I did not get a chance to watch. Like a full game of this guy but i've mm-hmm. seen enough notre dame football over the past two years to mm-hmm. know who he is and have seen him play smooth. and he's a very smooth guy he catches passes really well he's you know he's got the good good eye good hand eye coordination it, it's an easy catch for him you know and he's not fighting it or anything like mm-hmm. that I, by mm-hmm. evidence by how many times they throw him the damn ball um so just a really solid guy. I think this is going to be easily the first guy off the board in in many drafts this year at, at the tight end position. And uh, we'll see how high he goes in in the NFL draft. I would be surprised if it wasn't, you know, second roundish. Uh, I've I've heard he's probably going first round. First round. So, I've heard he's probably okay. going first round. Uh, Angles
1: would be a great fit. Oof. for him.
2: Yeah, yeah so, d- so obviously, depending on landing spot, this could be a home run hit right here. Um, I read a, right, lot yep.
1: well. yep, a lot of first round on him as well. Yeah,
0: a lot of first round. Literally, my only thing that I'm like, hmm, on him is, what what's his speed? That's the only thing with yep. him is he's not the fastest guy, but you don't have to be at the tight end position, but there is a certain threshold you kind of need to meet. So that's the only thing with him that even like sort of scares me is is speed, but everything else, he looks like a complete prospect.
2: Yeah, no, I, I think, you know, is he a Dalton Schultz type of guy? If so, I mean, in the right situation, that can be great. If he's if he's a, even a, a titch faster than that, then then now we're really talking. I think as a
0: prospect know? for me, from what I can see, he's a slightly slower TJ Hawkinson. Okay. Complete guy. Yeah. Natural pass catcher. We'll see how he's used.
2: Yep.
1: Okay. I'm on the clock now. I'm going to take Zach Charbonnet out of UCLA, six foot one, 220 pounds. Uh, this guy who started at Michigan, then he transferred to UCLA. Really good career numbers. You know, over 3,346 you know, 3, yards, had 39 touchdowns last year, 1,359 yards and 14 touchdowns. Uh, another big bodied bruising running back. But like we said earlier, That has soft hands. Mm -hmm. Um, Really, there's a lot. This, at a quick glance, he's very intrigued. Yes. I have not dug in whatsoever, but from the quick look that I did here, I came away like, oh, I can't wait to go back and dig deeper because he's fun. At six foot, 220 pounds, you're like, okay, this is a guy. What I saw is is what it's gonna do. He's gonna run into you and then hurt you. Because if you try to arm tackle him, it's just not happening. A couple real quick things that came away really impressive. on a, on, a, on a just like two game basis, right? Came really impressed with. Him. One his hands, um, very surprised how like for his body style the way he runs, like he has soft hands the way he's mm-hmm. catch the ball. Looked into his stats a little bit more. You can count on two hands how many drops he's had his entire career. Nice, um, and so he's a four year guy. Yeah, he's a four year guy. <coughs> less than ten drops. Uh, Might have been ten, but like you can count on two hands how many drops he has his entire career. So his, his hands are very solid very impressed by his contact balance. The guy's like a bowling ball out there. Kind of like a way bigger cream hunt almost, right? Like kind of like that's that's what I kind of got the way he's bouncing off players. He, he reminds
0: me of not who this player was in college, but who this player is now, he kind of reminds me of AJ Dillon.
1: Okay. Really quick feet, big really body receiver, feet, like, soft hands, catches the ball better than you think. Yeah, yeah, uh,
2: I, I I like that. I, he's not 250 pounds, obviously. Right, he's, he's two, not quite as big. 20, you know what yeah, I mean? not quite as big. And that is a that is a big difference. But I, I do like that comp. There there was one thing that kind of popped out at me in a negative way, and I can't tell because it was very limited what I've seen out of him. Sometimes he his he, he looked like he was running with ankle weights at, at times. Did did you guys see any of that? Like he looked a little slow footed for me just at times. So I couldn't tell if it was just him being patient, waiting for things to develop in front of him. But other times it it didn't really show up and he looked more explosive. So I was kind of, it's one note on
1: that. was too, like, I didn't think it was like slow ankles. I thought, I thought he showed really good, like vision and patience, like letting everything kind of develop in front of him. And then like, cause then I saw like his acceleration wasn't bad for a guy, his size, He has decent
0: breakaway speed.
1: I, and he runs well, like he, I haven't done deep enough yet to that's,
2: say confidently yeah when
1: and, it. I, and I, I that's something I'm no going to be
2: looking at I guess yeah. Yeah. when I watch the rest of his film because I watched one game mm-hmm. and there were times he looked great and and things looked smooth and there was other times where I felt like man those feet are just kind of that he didn't have the foot frequency that I was looking for for a running back to succeed
1: nothing great it probably seemed like right now but like he looked really good like somebody who could translate the next level in like almost like a reminder of Steven, you know like mm-hmm. translate there and be a really good running back like lead a committee yeah like I love how he like he runs behind his pads right like he's yeah. not out there like you being a big body being silly with it like he's he's a very solid runner for yes his athleticism and size like he's S- speaking of Jared Wacker, a good running talk, back.
0: we talked about him earlier last season he was debating at one point he had Charbonnet as his top back now he ended up switching it to Brees and then Charbonnet didn't even come out so it didn't matter and he
1: could have came out last year and probably did
0: he might They're have done high, better yeah. as far as draft stock goes, but uh, so yeah, there's 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 a history of,
1: and he was he was a highly recruited guy too. So there's a lot to like there with I and, and He looks at this point to me like one of those safe guys. Like mm-hmm. if you're going back at the first, kind of like how we felt about like Zamir White last year. Obviously it didn't work out with uh, Josh Jacobs. Hasn't worked out yet. An all-time. All but if they don't resign him, him, you know what I mean? Then it's fine. <laughs> so like, just I a, a came away impressed right. on a short limited basis. Yeah. yeah last pick of the
0: draft last pick of the draft a guy that i drafted in a lot of Devi leagues when he was a true freshman and he's done nothing but produce five foot ten 180 pounds so solid frame for a smaller guy josh downs out of north carolina when you're wanting somebody to put on a clinic as far as quick feet and route running on a run for- it's kind of like Hunter Renfro, uh, honestly. Like there, there are some similarities. Yeah, there. Um, he's just he's faster. He's faster than Hunter Renfro, but there, there actually are some similarities probably there.
1: Better hairline too.
0: For, a lot more hair. You can see. I mean, you can yeah, see his right oh hair.
1: Yeah. He's got much better hair. Hot dog. <laughs> uh,
0: but he dog. <laughs> he produced uh, right away. Uh, we we saw him uh, in his sophomore campaign. Hundred and one receptions. 1,300 yards and eight touchdowns. This year, even though he was dealing with some injuries, still had 94 receptions, over 1,000 yards and 11 touchdowns. So uh, he's he's done nothing but produce uh, during his career. Really solid player. I think he's going to be a fantastic slot receiver at the next level and a guy that's going to be really, really reliable, moving the chains, making plays really quick in and out of cuts. Uh, uh, And I've heard rumblings that – even though he's not the biggest guy that he might sneak his way into the first round too. But I think he's pretty safely in the second round of the NFL
2: draft. I'm interested to dig in a guy like that, man. Um, I didn't get a chance to look at him at all, uh, mm-hmm. before the, before we did this show. So I haven't, I haven't seen anything on him, but I did. I mean, I looked at the stats. They quickly, I mean, oh, good, they, they, yeah. they easily jump off the, the page at you. And I didn't even know that he missed time this year. That's how much, that's how little I actually had the time to look into Josh down. So that's even more encouraging looking at the stats. Um, uh, as far as him getting over a thousand yards and 94 catches, oh, 94 catches you just lot i mean you don't get that that sort of attention and that that sort of targeting to get those kind of receptions unless you're getting some good separation so that's that's something i'll be looking at
1: all right that is it and it. you know like i said at the beginning of the show where most people's fantasy football season has come to an end ours candy. has literally turned the page to the 2023 football season this is day one day
2: one it just started
1: And we have the next nine months to get ready for the 2023 football season. And we're going to do everything in our power to do just that from a Dynasty Fantasy Football aspect. Uh, This will be our ninth year talking Dynasty Fantasy Football with you all. Uh, It's been a pleasure, and I can't wait to get into year nine. Next year's year 10. We're going to have to do something special, a decade of Dynasty talk.
2: A decade of Dynasty. We already got a name (laughs) for it. Oh, yes, we do. (laughs) Yeah, Yes. Um,
1: So like I said, we're going to do a couple shows here. We're going to do... You know, some third-year breakouts, sophomore step-ups, things on those like more mock drafts. Before we dive into our rookie content, which yep. will be right around the the senior bowl, mm-hmm. uh, right around then, and then we're gonna spend the entire time talking rookies. By the time it's over, we're gonna be so happy it's over because we're gonna watch so much film, so much, film. so much film. But we're gonna break down these rookies <laughs> extremely in depth. We're gonna talk about the NFL free and see all that and so much more to get you ready for that 23 season. So by the time April comes, you'll be able to take a step back and we'll do some fun shows. Take a breath before we get to August. We've been doing it a long time. We got the roadmap. We do. All you got to do is come along for the ride. Check it out. DynastyNerds.com. We're we'll back every week talking Dynasty fantasy football for we rookies. If you do like the show or have liked the show, leave us a rating and review on iTunes. It's always appreciative. Definitely this time of year where people are getting into Dynasty and looking for something to help them along the way. Um, our rookie content second to none second to none true statement we'll be back next week talking not rookies
2: adios